Hello, hello and welcome to another episode of the Connected Adventist Podcast. My hope and my desire is that you are inspired as we look at how we are connected with the Holy Spirit, how we are connected within Adventism, but most importantly, how we are connected with the world. Alright, welcome everyone. So this, oh, I'm talking too loud. Okay, let me turn myself down. Um, so we're, we're getting trying to get used to these new mics. But I, as Charlie has said, I have a very high pitch and she don't. So um, I have to try and keep my voice down and she has to try and keep her voice normal. We have no issues with that. So welcome. We are doing our first episode uh, together and we will be looking at Romans chapter 8. So we prayed about it and I left Charlie in charge of it and yeah, God impressed her to do Romans chapter 8 with you. Um, Maybe we should tell them how we really picked the chapter. <laughs> sure, you tell me. You tell them. So it was fully Holy Spirit led. Yes. And we basically just held the Bible open and just flicked it. And that happened to be where it landed. Yeah. So that is how the Holy Spirit impressed me to get to that. Yeah. It just so happens that at that particular point, in life at the moment, it really, really applied to our walk with God. I know. So we we prayed about it and we decided, okay, we're going to, um, yeah, what are we going to read? Because there wasn't anything specific that we wanted or felt impressed to read. So we prayed and then Charlie opened it up, put her finger down, and we ended up on this chapter. And, yes, it is very relevant um, to what we're going through in our own personal walk um, and maybe, yeah, like we prayed before we started the interview, I believe that God gave us this chapter just to encourage us and inspire us to, to keep going on the journey that we're going um, on. And yeah, so we'll start looking into it. Charlie was a little bit nervous because she thought, she's like, my husband's going to hear this. <laughs> oh, just so you all know, I'm single. I don't have a husband yet. <laughs> But so maybe soon, one day, one we, day. We, we, are, we are on the search for obviously allowing God to work that one out. But um, yes, we, we, do, <laughs> we do have someone in mind. And yeah, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. No, he doesn't know. Unless the Holy Spirit has impressed it upon him. But we know. So we know. Brother, if you are listening to this right now. <laughs> Which we know you are. <laughs> Just letting you know. We know who you are. <laughs> We're just waiting for God to tell you who you are to Charlie. Um, but hey, maybe when we go to New South Wales, we'll we'll see you there. We will see you. <laughs> we will see you. Anyway, yes. moving on. Moving on. Okay, hold on. I'm just going to do a little thing. Hold on. So I go. All right, we're back on now. I just had to change our mic settings because we actually aren't getting weird, but my sound bars are saying that we're extremely loud. So I've toned it down, so we're going to get even louder now. All right, so let's go to Romans chapter 8, and we're only going to go from verses 1 through to 16. Yeah. So Charlie's going to read that because she's very good at reading the Bible. Well, thank you. Mm. Now let's make sure that I actually am. <laughs> Just to put pressure on you right now. So Romans 8, chapter 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. 
For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Mm. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so, be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. For as many are, as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And that we are. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. Mm. Mm. I mean, so we've been studying this, obviously, individually at home. Um, but as we've been studying it, like, it spoke so much to my heart. But just having you read it again, I'm like, God, yes, remind me. Remind me of how this speaks to me on a personal level. Um, so, Ginge, what are some things that you want to pull out of those verses that we looked into? Well, the ones that I picked are a little bit further down through the chapter. Whereas yes. yours are at the start. So yes. you should really start. Okay, sure. That that was a really, that was very professional how you just threw that back onto me. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> okay, so Romans chapter, uh, two. Verse, verse 2 is one of the verses that stood out. Um, so I went through this chapter. So we will be, so it's a part 2, continuing. Yes. Um, and we'll look at the second half. But in this whole chapter, it mentions the word flesh 12 times it mentions the word spirit 20 times and death is mentioned three times and life is mentioned four times so if we try and get the idea of what you know the main purpose of this chapter is is trying to express to us it definitely is that there is this there is a battle going on between the flesh and the spirit um, we can call it the good and the bad, or within Adventism, we call it the great controversy. There is this battle that is going on with ourselves, Definitely. And, and we are trying to choose between the flesh, what we want to do, even though it may be, and most of the time, it is contrary to what God desires for us, and choosing the spirit, even though we desire the flesh. So verse 2 uh, for the law of the Spirit is life in Christ Jesus, um, has made me free from the law of sin and death. Um, yeah, I think we have to get to a point, I suppose, in our spiritual walk where we can see that every decision we make has an eternal consequence. Um, it can either guide us in the way of righteousness and in God's way, or it can take us in the other direction which is of death definitely um, 
yeah, I suppose that's one really big point that is comes throughout this whole chapter. Um, another verse that stood out was verse 6, which says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Which is so, so true. The flesh brings nothing mm. but pain mm. and heartache and separation from God, really. And I mm. suppose that's the main point. It really kills off that connection, that personal relationship that we have through Jesus. Yeah. But when we walk in the Spirit and we are of the Spirit, we have that love of Christ and we have eternal life. We have eternal peace. Mm, that assurance. That we're safe. Yeah. We're just safe. In yeah. God's, God's little safe dome bubble. And I know that, you know, given sort of the past few weeks that we have had, mm. mine have been longer, mine has been months, but um, that peace, you just don't have that peace until you completely give it to God. Um, no, you definitely don't. You definitely don't. You can be totally living out the flesh and, and I'll be totally honest and be very content, very happy living out that fleshliness. But there is no peace that can come. And even the happiness isn't happiness. Like it's, yeah. It's happiness, but it's happiness is an emotion. It's mm. not a fruit of the spirit. It's mm. not like that true joy. Like I always say when you're in the world, like you always used to say to people, oh, I'm so happy. Mm. When I found God. Never have I referred to myself as happy again mm. because happy happiness is an emotion. And as far as I'm concerned, emotion comes from the devil. Mm. I have been nothing but joyful. Yeah. I have been truly joyful since I found God. So, yes, although sin does make us feel happy, it doesn't make us feel joyful. You know, I'm going to give you a one-liner right now. Get Let your pen and it. paper. Let me hear it. Get what your is pen it? and paper. I've got it. Happiness just happens. Amen. Whoa. Oh. So happiness happens. It happens, but then it's gone. Yes. Joy is consistent. It remains. That's exactly right. Peace, when it's you're consistent. in Christ, consistent and remains. Nothing can shake it unless you take your eyes off Jesus. That's exactly right, which is so easy to do. Mm. And for some people, it happens slowly. And for other people, like myself, it's like happens in the blink of an eye. It's like bungee jumping. You just... You're on, the, <laughs> you're on the top, and then that's it. You jump off. You're, you know you're it, falling you are like, feet. You are feet, at yeah. the bottom. But yeah. even when you're at the bottom, and speaking from actual personal experience mm. over the valley that I was in in the last few weeks before you really rescued me out of the pits of hell. Praise um, the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen. Um, but I do have that effect on people, though. I. I come to rescue people, but and let's not go. Let's not go into my codependency issues. But you were going to say, so you experienced that you didn't have the peace. You no, didn't have that. I didn't have peace. I didn't have joy. I felt so far away from God, and it wasn't until I hit what my rock bottom was, mm. which obviously everybody's rock bottom is a little bit different. Mm -hmm that I truly realized just how much you need to keep your eyes fixed and focused on God, mm. how straight and narrow that path really is, that we can't look to the left, we can't look to the right, that we can't falter from it at all. And since coming back to God, 
he really does just pick you up on the wings of eagle. Mm. He really does. And his peace passes all understanding. Mm -hmm. And once you're fully back in God, I never have a bad day. People mm. say to me, how's your day going? And I say, I'm having a great day. It's fantastic. Mm. And people just look at me bewildered because I never have bad days. Mm. I either have good days or I have great days. Mm. It's just a different variance of whether yeah. it's good or great. It's yeah. never bad in God, ever. Yeah. It is never bad in God. I really like to, like, just the visual picture that we just had, like, you're bungee jumping, mm. your rope snaps, man. Mm. You land hard. Yeah. And on your face. <laughs> on your face. Like, face plant. You're, you're broken. <laughs> you're all torn up. Your, your, leg. <laughs> your leg is twisted and facing in the wrong direction. But then. Wait, that's exactly what I just pictured in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> So you, we have, we, we're down the bottom. We're like, oh no, this rope didn't, didn't make it. And then God comes with eagle's wings and takes us and up. And just lifts us back yeah. up. Yeah. And he does. He just lifts you back up. But it really just speaks to I those two that. chapters that we read. But mm. if you walk after the spirit, you live in the spirit. Mm. But if you walk after the flesh, no good thing dwells within the flesh. Mm. No good thing dwells within the flesh. Mm. And death will always, sin will always bring death. It does. And as, as we've discussed, I'm like, it may not feel like a physical death, but you are emotionally dead. You're spiritually you, dead. You're emotionally, spiritually, mentally dead. dead. You may still be, I mean, for me, and I suppose this sort of relates to people that go through depression, but I'm a self-pitying kind of person, so I drag it out. Um, but... You, there's just no hope. Mm -mm. You're alive. You're breathing. You're eating. You're drinking. You're walking. But deep down inside, you're just dead. Um, and I think that's that's another aspect that we have to sort of look at is, yeah, we know that there is eternal death. We know that there is physical death. But sin also brings an emotional, spiritual, spiritual death. Spiritual death. And, and that's what it's talking about in mm. this whole chapter. Like it's the same when God was talking to Adam and Eve in the garden in Genesis. When he said to them, if you eat of the tree of good and evil, yeah. you shall surely die. Yeah. He wasn't talking about a physical death. Yes, because the they people didn't take die it. that day. No, that's not mm -hmm. what he was talking about. He was talking about a spiritual death. He was talking about having that connection, that personal relationship mm. with God cut off. And yeah. that's what's happening yeah. when we bring it back into Romans. So that just shows through the whole Bible yeah. that God is the same yesterday, today and forever. Mm -hmm. He's always the same. That when we follow the flesh... We cut off that personal relationship. We cut off that personal tie with God. And without God, we have no hope. Mm. We have no peace. We have no love. Mm. Because until you know the love of God, you really have no idea what love yeah. is. You really have no idea what love is. But as we get further through the chapter in part two, we're going to get to the whole part of hope and what hope is mm -hmm. and what hope does. But I think the next one we had after six was nine. Mm -hmm. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so, be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Mm -hmm. Which is just reiterating everything that we've just talked about in the previous eight chapters, uh, mm -hmm. eight verses, sorry. That without God, we're spiritually dead. Mm. We're spiritually dead. And sometimes sin does lead to physical death, but... In this chapter, it's definitely talking about spiritual death. Yeah, and I find too, because 
there's a promise within verse 9. Mm. It says, but ye are not in the flesh. No, we are. But in the spirit. Mm. And I think the more that we remind ourselves, you're always telling me that I curse myself. And Life and I... death is in the power of the tongue. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, so God here is like, hey, even though there is this battle going on, even though if you choose to, sh- to follow the flesh, it will bring about death. He's like, but you're not in that anymore. No. That is of your past. Don't bring it up. Don't curse yourself with it. Don't mm-hmm. tell yourself that you were this, that you were that. You cannot move forward while looking back. Yeah. You cannot move forward while looking back, which is why when you come into a strong faith, for me anyway, I cut everything, mm. everything you out did. of my life, everything worldly out of my life because I could not keep my eyes fixed and focused on God yeah. if I was thinking about the past mistakes I'd made or if I had any guilt or condemnation mm-hmm. or shame for anything that I'd done because God's promise to me is once you come to him in repentance for salvation, my sins are as far away as mm. what the east is from the west. Mm-hmm. And it's it really, oh, it really, really is. Mm. Once you come to God, you have, you're spiritually filled. Mm-hmm. And as long as we're constantly washing ourselves in the word, mm-hmm. we are spiritually filled. And that's what this whole chapter is about. It's about God's promise that you are set free, that you, he has broken those chains of oppression. Like we, we don't have to be sinners anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Because now we have Jesus. I think that's why death is only mentioned three times. We've got flesh at 12. We've got spirit at 20. Mm. 20 times spirit mm-hmm. is mentioned in this mm. because your spirit is alive. Yeah, It is yeah. definitely alive within Christ. And that's, and I, coming back to your point, like that's who we are. We're living in the spirit. We're filled with the spirit. And we just have to keep reminding ourselves that that is who we are now. That is our new identity. That's what we have been born again into, Mm -hmm. into a life of the Spirit. Um, Yes, I know we are still human. We are still carnal. You fell, I fell, and we will continue to fall. Righteous man falls seven times. Mm -hmm. But I think the important thing is... in some cases. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Let's not keep count of how many times we've fallen, but I'm sure it's more than seven. But I think the other thing too is that we have to understand that I was funny. I was actually um, watching, uh, not watching. I saw one of Rome's posts. Oh, um, here we go. She's going on a Rome moment. But I, and he was, and I can't remember the word for word, but it was basically saying like, just because you stumble doesn't mean you shouldn't get back up. That's exactly right. Just because you're on the path to righteousness, but you have fallen doesn't mean that you give up. And I think that that's what I have to remember as Christians. Be very aware that we can fall. We're going to fall. We all fall short of the glory of God. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, we're human. Yeah. We're still human and we live in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's different things that just take our attention away. The moment we take our eyes off Jesus, then anything else can come in and take us It gives from that him. devil just that little doorway, yeah. that little crack. Yeah, so that's another thing that, yeah, let us remember that there is a promise there in verse 9 and that it says to us, you know, that, that we are no longer of the flesh. We are now of the Spirit and as as we have claimed uh, Christ as our Savior and as we, we daily commit to following in His in His footsteps and in His example, that, yeah, we now are living in the Spirit. Um, another one, and I have to say this one because I get to use my line. So Matt Wills. 
who is from the Oz Table Talk um, podcast. He pulled out this little one-liner, so I'm going to be using it. So it, the one-liner is weaker soy. <laughs> so in verse in verse three, it refers to the law as weak as soy when we're living it through the flesh. Um, and I think that that's another thing that we have to also remember is that we can try and keep the law of God. And and by law, I want to expand more than just the Ten Commandments law, but anything that God has has asked us to follow because in his you know in his divine power he knows what is going to hurt us if we try and keep any of that in our own strength we'll fail miserably mm. the law is is weak and we are weak but when we live in the spirit we actually are empowered um, that 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 law actually has nothing of relevance in our life because we are living it out because it is in our hearts that's exactly right it's um, a complete heart attitude yeah yeah, God is transforming our heart and mm. that law is written in our hearts. It's not something that we just do simply because we have to follow through with certain behaviors. It's in my heart and I desire to follow that. Um, so that's another point. Um, anything else, any other verse that you wanted to? 11. Yes. Verse 11. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the mm. dead dwell in you, mm. he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. So quicken in this basically means to make alive. So he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also make alive your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. I think the fact that God's actually, well, it's not God writing this, obviously. It's Paul. Yes. Paul. Um, That he's repeated it twice. He's put emphasis Mm. on it. And that's the power that we have through God Mm -hmm. and through Jesus Christ. Yep. That if and that power that raised Christ from the dead, we now have that power in us. That's why He sent the Holy Spirit mm. to us. We no longer I that liveth, but Christ that liveth mm. in me. Mm. I have the power of Jesus Christ in me. Everything that Jesus did, laying hands on sick people, mm-hmm. casting out demons. Mm. Like, how amazing! Like, I let's know. be serious. We have the power to do that and as long as you keep your eyes fixed and focused on God and you have the faith that you can do that you can do that Mm. because the Bible tells me God's word tells me Mm. and God is not a liar Mm. God is not a liar tells me that I have that power of Christ in me and I believe wholeheartedly that I do I even remember when I told you about the half half the lizard with the guts out (laughs) that I laid hands on he clearly did not have the faith level, but no, I certainly did. It was his did. faith that was the issue. It was his faith that, that was that the issue. That lizard with its guts half out, it was his issue, not yours. Mm-hmm. It was definitely the lizard's issue. Yeah. Oh, there goes my dog. Um, the other thing too with that verse. He's barking which, in agreement. It yes, was the lizard. It was the lizard. It was not you. Um, the other thing too that I really like from that verse, and we sort of spoke about it before, is that the same spirit, that same power that raised Jesus, and if we have a think about it, the death that Jesus died was not only painful or, you know, torture in the physical sense, but in the spiritual sense. Because mm. he experienced a separation from the Father that we will never experience. He no. actually was disconnected because the sin that he carried was just so huge. And I believe that that is what killed Christ. It was that separation knowing that 
well, thinking that the father had forsaken him. Um, and yeah, it's saying here that that same power that redeemed Jesus, even though he thought he was disconnected from the father, will raise us up. So in the midst of our fleshliness, in the midst of, you know, hitting with the bungee jump strap thing has snapped on us and our leg is twisted and going in the wrong direction, Jesus can resurrect us. Yes. Like God will bring us back up and he will bring us to that glory. Um, and as we go through further in this chapter, it actually talks about the, um, that when we, when we want to be partakers of the inheritance of Christ, that we will also have to partake of the tribulation that came with that inheritance. That's exactly um, right. And it says multiple times in the Bible that you will be persecuted for your faith. Yes. Yeah. And walking with Jesus is not easy. So all you people out there that are listening, don't ever think for a second mm. that being a Christian is an easy road because it's not. God's burden mm. is light and mm. God's burden is easy. The yoke of Christ is so much easier. Mm. But the persecution that follows yeah. for having that faith is never going to be an easy one. Mm. It's not, but mm. you just need to stick to it. We need to stick to it. Mm. Nobody ever said it would be easy. And it's very hard because when we think about the persecution and all that sort of stuff, I mean, I think for me personally, because my family aren't Adventists, the hardest persecution I have found have been within my own family because they don't Can have... I get a hallelujah? Hallelujah. Can I get a hallelujah? And that is because there is just there are, there are spiritual things that can only be given to us through the Holy Spirit to give us the understanding of what it is. Um, and I find for myself personally that the, the hardest persecution and the hardest stages of, of, I suppose, proving my faith has been with my family, with those that have been closest to me. Yep. Um, and I have found more refuge within my church family because they understand it. Because, because they're the, Christ-minded people. They can see that we're all on that same journey, that if we have to give up everything, we will give it up for our Savior. And it's not that we're brainwashed or that it's a cult or anything like that, but that I think once you get to that connection with God, you're willing to sacrifice everything for your love for Him. And I think that when you do start getting heavily into Christ and you have that strong faith and you're really, really walking that Christian life, that the devil will use anybody, Anyone, yes. anybody to pull you out of that. And nine times out of 10, if you are the only person saved in your family, it's going to be your family mm -hmm. because they're the closest people to you. And they might not even realize that they're being the devil's advocates. You know what I mean? Mm, they might not even yeah, realize no. that they're being used by the devil, yeah. but I think that as I walk down the, the SDA road, that has been the hardest mm. the hardest battle that I've had to face, as you well know, because mm. obviously we're very close and you know my family. Um, the persecution that I have faced from them, mm. from them to, to move through Adventism comes mm. from the people closest to me. Mm. So that makes it really, really hard. But... I've cut everybody out of my life before. I've got no issue doing it again. I know. I can't wait till we do your testimony because, oh. yeah, Charlie, I mean, this girl gave everything, gave everything up for her savior. Like that conversion experience was like, let nothing separate me from my God. Um, and, yeah, you made really big decisions, um, which 
I know heaven rejoiced over because mm. they saw that your your commitment was for your God. Um, and people may not understand that. People will perceive that as, oh, the church forced you to do that. Oh, um, never, never. But they don't. No, but I know, but people don't didn't. see that. They will just see like, hey, what did they make you disconnect? Did they tell you that you couldn't talk to us? And and I suppose that that's the hardest thing is that. No, never did. Never did they ever tell me that I couldn't talk to my family or talk to my friends. All that ever got said to me was, um, you cannot move forward while looking back. Mm. And to be quite honest, and don't get me wrong, I love my family. I love my family mm. a lot. But I love my God more. Yeah. I love my God more. And for me, because of how much I really was like seriously if you looked up devil in the dictionary mm. my photo was right beside it mm. like I was the poster child for the devil so cutting everybody out of my life is what I had to do mm-hmm. and that to was get be- that relationship with God and that was before you even met an Adventist yeah so I suppose before. I suppose the connection I'm trying mm. to make is that's long just what before. Christ does that's what and it's it, not COC, no, it's not SDA, no, it's not anyone. That's that just was my what own. Does. That's what I did, so that I could fully submerge myself in God, and I did, and I had great spiritual people around me. Mm. And to be quite honest, I grieve more for my church family than what I ever have mm. for my blood family because I only want to be surrounded by mm. Christ-minded people. Mm. So before we That's were... another one liner for you, Christ minded people. Oh, okay. Might take so note. Not like minded, Christ minded. Lo- I don't want no like minded person unless Whoa. you're Christ minded. <laughs> Get out of the room if you're like minded, you better be Christ minded. Amen. Sit down if you're Christ minded, stand up and leave if you're like minded. <laughs> You've got to have that mind of Christ. But just so you know how much Ginger loves her church. So we were talking about some random thing and oh so we had a thing with Rome and then you were like oh let me show you the Rome from my church oh Carlo <laughs> so she shows me a picture of Carlo and then we're like scrolling and she's just showing me a picture. and this is Kat and this is this and so she's going through and, she, and all she could say she's like I miss them so much she's like I miss them so much but I'll see them soon um so they're definitely and I suppose because I couldn't have got to where I got mm. without every single person in that church like it takes a whole tribe and it did and when we do get to the testimony podcast you all understand a little bit more but yeah. it wasn't just pastor Keith or pastor Lynette or Carlo and Carlo's wife Amy or Kat their niece or Tony and Eli or mm. there's so many people I could name angel I love my angel yeah. but every single person Karen Amy Brianna all of them mm. all of them are amazing people, Jesse, Alicia, all of them. They all came together and they welcomed me into that church mm. and they spent days, weeks, months mm. with me, teaching me, guiding mm. me, answering my questions because I knew nothing of God. I knew nothing of God and every single one of them did nothing but love on me. Mm. And they... It was no different to God loving us because they loved me even though I did not deserve to mm. be loved. And they loved me with open arms and they loved me with open hearts. Mm. And I do. I cry for them mm. every day. 
Yeah. Every day. Um, and that, and that is what, and that's why I tell you, like, as as we've become friends, you know, there's a bond that Christ creates that you cannot compare to anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and for you to have gone through your conversion plus four years of ministry with those people, there is a bond that nothing can separate. There is a bond that will be thicker than blood. Um, and it will always be there. Like, just because that, that even like Fenella, so we did Bible working together while we lived together and then did some Bible working and stuff and Bible study. So there's a bond there that just doesn't compare. Like there's just, Mm -hmm. we worked together to save souls. We worked together to glorify our father in ministry. So yeah, yeah. Okay, we've gone off topic a little bit. I know, because we just get on to the... Once we get on to COC, we just go off topic. And Susie and Chris, I have to, Susie and Chris Dawkins. You just sounded like you received like the Christian Oscar Award and you just did, I just want to thank my... (laughs) No, they became, Susie and Chris became like my parents. They welcomed me into their home. That's who took me to pick my children up when I decided Mm. I was sacrificing my children for God. Mm -hmm. They took me, God made a way, and that family, like when I didn't want it, it was the first time I'd ever lived in a house by myself. They had a bedroom in their house that had my clothes in it, and I stayed with them until the girls got there because Mm -hmm. I just didn't want to be in this house. Like everybody needs to experience Mount Isa COC once in their life, okay? I know. You just need to. I know. You just need to. Yeah. And I will be. Yes, you will. April. April. We are going April? there. April? Where are we? When? School holidays. Oh, okay. Yes. Let me let me schedule that with my husband. He's going to the Philippines in April. Oh, the girls can come. Yeah, so we'll have to, we'll work on that. Anyway, let us schedule our holidays and road trips later. later. Okay, so let's finish off with this awesome verse. Oh, and this is why you were telling us of um, Carla. Was because, oh. verse 15, you read it. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father, which means Daddy, Father. So all of you SDAs that know Pastor Rome and you know what Pastor Rome looks like, that's our car law. Mm. That is our car law. He is a big, bulky islander. So when you hear him pray and he's crying out, how to his daddy father mm, how sweet. it is the most amazing thing and mm. like Rome and Carlo the way the presence they have that passion they mm. have it's exactly mm. the same yeah it is exactly yeah. the same like but to have that tenderness to be like daddy father oh. abba father Coming from a big, muscly man who could like smash things in his hands, mm. you just are like, oh God, that is that is a hard thing. Like that yes. is such. But the other thing that I thought with this bit, where it's like Daddy Father, um, you know, where it says that you know, if we were like children, you know, that those that are like children will inherit the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Like we have to be like children, just have that bond and that love and that that affection for God as our Abba Father, then our heart will be completely subdued to just, yeah, to let him work in us. Um, but, yeah, we just we just have to remember that there's, there's two parts and one is of the flesh, which will bring about death. And, and then we have, and we have and life. And regret. 
we have life through the Spirit, um, and that will always bring life and peace, and it will keep us united to, to God. Um, but sometimes we have to land on the ground with our legs sprawled with out, with a few broken legs, face like dirt on our face, before we realize, hey, you know what? That path actually wasn't. And that miry clay, it is a slippery slope. Mm. It is a slippery slope, and it is so easy. I agree. To landslide mm -hmm. down that, to, even if you just take your eyes off Jesus mm -hmm. for a second, that's how quick yeah. the devil works. Yeah. That is how quick the devil works. And he's not like an ugly, scary-looking red beast with a pointy tail mm. and horns. No. He is a beautiful thing to look at. Like I think people sometimes forget that the devil was an angel. Yes. He is an angel. And a he fallen was, angel. He was a stunning angel. And he's walked around the earth for six thousand years. For six thousand years. So he knows how people act. Mm. He knows what dwells in the flesh. And he has um what's the word? He has perfected. Yes. He has perfected he's manipulation. Made it an Oh, he has definitely made it an art form and he makes sin look so beautiful and shiny and like the Versace of all mama sin. Mm. And then it's just not. Mm. It's just not. Yeah. You come back and once you've seen the light, once you've come into the light, when you fall and you do slip and you do sin, you look at it in a completely different mm. way. Like I know from the... A few weeks ago, there was things that happened that I never ever would have thought mm. were bad before I was saved. But the shame and guilt that I felt after it because I had been in the light for mm. such a long time to then come into that darkness, mm. you know, mm. you know what you're doing is wrong. Mm. I knew what I was doing was wrong, but only God can pull me out of that. Yeah. As soon as I submitted back to my Abba Father, to my Daddy yeah. Father, that light comes back over you and you're you're nice and beautiful and you're white as snow and you're free from spot and blemish and yeah. God really does have you. Yeah. He really does have you and he really does lift you up on the wings of eagle and he does protect you. And I think too that as we see him as Abba Father, for me personally, the shame and the guilt, I think it comes for me from the fact that we can take a detour and stray so far from the Father's love that we forget that His only desire and His motives and His intention for anything that He guides us and holds back from us is purely out of love. Mm. And for me, the shame and the guilt comes from, okay, I didn't trust you again. Again, I've just proved how painful this, uh, this journey is, this path is, but yet here I am again, like realizing I messed up again. Um, the spirit is willing and the flesh is weak. Mm, I know. We do the things that we don't want to do. And the things that we do want to do, we don't do. So, um, yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. Any final words on that chapter? Well, the verses that we read? Just stay in the spirit. Yeah. Stay in the spirit. It's Sin, less painful. It is completely less painful and so less nothing painful. good dwells in the flesh. Absolutely nothing good dwells in the flesh. Mm -hmm. And sin is death. Sin really is death. Mm -hmm. 
whether it be spiritual or physical, because it just, I suppose, it depends on the severity of your sin, really. Yeah. Keeping the spirit. Yeah. All right, then. Well, we'll wrap that up until our next week. We will do the second half of Romans chapter 8 and see where, um, yeah, the spirit guides us with that. So until next time, you're going to have to come up with a little conclusion because I do mine. you got to you got to do one. Can't so, I just do it with you? No, you can do your own. Can I know it. <laughs> I know. Charlie's been binging on me. I'm like, all oh, those extra. There's a few people. All I've those been extra downloads I get. A few people I've been binging on. Do you want to confess or? Do I want to confess the other person? The other people you've been listening to. Oh, yes. Okay. So... No, not your husband. Just who you've been listening to. Okay. So I've been listening to um, Dr. Danzy. Yep, yep. Choo, choo. <laughs> Next up, Adventist <laughs> Reflections. <laughs> Shout out to Daniel. Shout out. Oh, yep. Um, we love that train station thing. Oh, you's all better listen to it so you you can hear. Okay, it so I listened to a couple, and obviously not all are um, not all are Advent Adventists. Yes, yeah, so tell I us which ones to, you're listening to. I also listened to Jurgen. Matthias, mm -hmm. which is from C3 Church San Diego. Yes, don't worry. There's many of us that listen to And as well. Adventist on Fire. Yep. So they're the three that I'm right on at the moment. Okay, good yours job. Yours is on top. Of course, yours is on top. You'd hope so. You, you co-host this thing now. I do. So I love it. Now I love you can it. listen to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> or you'll just skip past those ones. But before, hey, before this... Charlie didn't know that there was a podcast app. So I'm like, neither did I until after I made a podcast. I had to keep, you told me it was in iTunes. So I had to keep going into iTunes and every oh, time yeah, I'd open sorry. it, I'd have to go into the search bar and yeah, type in um, connected inside and outside. Yeah. And then I was flicking through my phone screens one day and I see this purple icon mm. and I was like, thank you, Holy Spirit. It's only been two weeks of searching. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I should have explained that one better. See, I'm not the only one that just doesn't get all this technology stuff. All right, let us finish because ours would just keep like going on and on. Um, okay, so my prayer, my desire, and yeah, my hope is that as we continue in this battle and in this walk with the Lord, um, that we may continue to just show the warmth of God's love, that we may stay cool for Jesus' name, and that we stay on fire with the Holy Spirit. Because guess what? He's my favorite. All Moses. Right. Ciao for now. Oh, yes. Charlie's is Moses. You have Moses. I'll have the Holy Spirit. Then we don't have to share. Ha ha. Sharing's right. caring. Where's the love of Christ in that? Okay, sure. You can have some of my Holy Spirit. You I'll can just... have some of my Moses. Oh, you can have some. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just do Holy Spirit. All right. See you. <laughs>